morning and welcome to New Peninsula. It's great to have you join with us this morning. Let's worship together this morning. Today is our final message in our relationship series and next week we will move on to our series on Colossians. Paul in Colossians introduces us to the idea of being in Christ and explores what this looks like. As we deeply reflect together on this, it's impossible not to get excited and passionate about our faith in him. Well, if we take ourselves back to two years prior to now, things looked very differently, didn't they? In fact, it's two years to the day, just about, that Kate and Maria flew out to Europe, to Germany, for Kate to visit her extended family and to introduce Maria to much of the extended family who had never met Maria before. It's roughly about two years ago to the day that I flew out to Thailand to support the work of Second Chance in Bangkok, a social enterprise that works amongst some of the poorest of the poor in the Klong Toy slum. A lot has changed. And what we've experienced since March of last year is actually extraordinary. It's a generation defining moment. And as we look back on this time, I think the thing that we will perhaps remember and reflect on was the, the, and is the, the loss of freedom that we've experienced as a result. The loss of the ability to visit family, to see friends, to be restricted in our movements. It has been a difficult time. And though there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now, and we see some of the photos of other countries that are more advanced than us with their vaccination program, and we can see that there is a possibility of opening up again, and that maybe things will perhaps not return back to normal, but at least be more open and allow us to be more free than what we are currently. And as we sit with this, and sit with this idea of loss of freedom, I want to help shift our minds and our focus to to something else. That, That yes, the restriction of movement is to some extent our loss of freedom, but it's not actually when you really consider what freedom is and in who we get true freedom. So today my focus is not the focus of freedom from restrictions of movement or anything that, rather my focus is going to be a true freedom that we experience in having relationship with Jesus. Today we finish our six-week series that we've been exploring relationships and it has been a great series. In fact, uh, uh, our numbers report really fantastic engagement in this series uh, through our different mediums that we're using. But it's been a great series. We've looked at all sorts of different things. We've looked at how we as humans have been created for relationship. And we've looked at how as a result of the fact that we live in a broken and fallen world, there is a fracturing and a challenge around those relationships. And so we explored what it looks like to have healthy families, to have healthy marriages, to be influencing generations to come. And also, how do we, how do we navigate and adapt and and work our way around and through the world that we live in today, which is so anti some of the values that we read about in the Bible. It's been a great series, and my focus today as we finish it up is very much in this space of true freedom, a true freedom that we find as we move towards and nurture relationship with God. 
just as we did in the first week of the series, we're going back into Genesis today, into the creation story. And my focus today is actually not Genesis chapter 1, but Genesis chapter 2. Now, it's really interesting. Both Genesis 1 and 2 are stories of creation, but they have slightly different emphasis and focus. And I want to highlight the the focus of Genesis chapter 2 because I think it particularly speaks to that which we're moving towards today. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 to 7, this is what it says. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams come up from the earth and they watered the whole surface of the ground. And then the Lord God formed a man from dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And that man became a living being. One of the distinctives of Genesis chapter 2 when we compare it to Genesis chapter 1 is that the creation of of humankind appears much earlier in Genesis chapter 2. So so the reason that this focus is there is, I believe, in part because what God is trying to demonstrate to us is that in Genesis chapter 2, he wants to demonstrate how important we are to him. How much he desires to have relationship with us. A week and a bit ago, uh, the staff of New Peninsula Baptist Church came together for a staff retreat. And the purpose of this retreat was to, I guess, to discern some of the themes, some of the things we saw coming at us next year as we look ahead. And so as we sit with this, uh, these ideas of relationship with God and with Genesis chapter 2, I also want to do, what I want to do is explore some of what came out of that day today and highlight a few things. They actually tie together uh, really well. And so when it comes to what does it mean for us to express this relationship with God, to nurture that space where we can have relationship with God, that there is broader implications for us as a church. So today I'm speaking to us as individuals, but also speaking into something that I believe God is doing and will be doing over the next year or so. So the first thing that came out of our staff retreat, and it's something that we've been talking a lot about as a staff lately, is that prayer is our platform. Prayer is our platform. It's clear here in Genesis chapter 2 that God designs us to be in relationship with him. He wants to have that relationship. He wants that closeness, that friendship with us. And a key way in which we experience this is through prayer. Prayer is our platform. William Carey, a great missionary in the 18th century who went to India and God used him to do all sorts of things, said this. He said, expect great things from God and attempt great things in God. And the starting point, the platform of these great things, the platform of that which I believe God has for us at New Peninsula Baptist Church, must. They have to start in prayer. Last Sunday, via Zoom, we had our special church members meeting. It was a gathering in order to approve the go-ahead of a significant uh, development of our Rosebud campus. 
And it was so pleasing to have uh, more than 100 of our members come together and we voted on the approval as dictated to by our governance structures. And over 99% of people in that moment of discernment said, yes, we believe God wants us to go ahead with this. And so we are. It's an incredibly exciting project, which will start in January of next year. But a really valued church member at this meeting raised a really important point. And that was the importance of prayer. And just as it's important, and it is, to to build physical spaces where people can gather and connect with each other, where God's gospel can be presented and proclaimed, all of that is important. But just as we're undergoing a physical building, we need to ensure that we're also doing a spiritual building. Now, I'm not ready to announce specific details just yet, but in a few weeks' time, we will be launching a weekly corporate prayer gathering at New Penn. And if you've got a praying heart, then I just want to invite you to come into this. And as I said, there'll be more details around that. It is going to be solely online. So you'll be able to uh, pray with a group of people, but we will do it in the online space. Uh, It's not going to be via Zoom because I know there's a lot of people that don't love Zoom. So we're going to use other ways, but we are going to connect and we are going to pray together online. Stay tuned for more details to follow that. But, But prayer is our platform. Prayer is the platform for what God has to do in us and through us. The second thing that's really come out for me, both in the staff retreat and the things that God has been, I guess, stirring up within me, is that just as prayer is our platform, proclamation is our purpose. Proclamation is our purpose. We are blessed at New Peninsula Baptist Church. We we, we have a facility, especially at Mount Martha, which has a, a large seating capacity. But I believe God is saying to us in this moment, at this time, that it's not about our seating capacity. It's about our sending capacity. It's about how many of us are prepared to take up that call that God gives to all of us to go and make disciples of all nations. You see, proclamation is our purpose at New Peninsula Baptist Church. We are going to keep the main thing, the main thing. And Alpha is going to become, it already is, and it has been historically, but but even increasingly important to us. Because that is a great way in which people can discover Jesus for the first time. We have to keep the main thing, the main thing. But it's not just about Alpha, actually. And I know we have a dedicated team that runs Alpha. We're looking for people to join that team as well. And we'll be running Alpha again shortly. But it's actually about what we're doing each day of the week. It's about an everyday thing. The connection with our neighbours, with our work colleagues, with our our friends at school, in the, the, the community groups and the sporting groups that we're involved in. We all have a role here to proclaim the good news of Jesus in both word and in deed. So prayer is our platform. Proclamation is our purpose. And finally, people are our priority. People are our priority. There's going to be some significant changes that will take place in the days ahead. These are changes which are being made around us, uh, which are being in many ways forced upon us, Uh, But it means that church and the expression of church will look differently to what we knew it pre-COVID. 
And one of those differences, one of those changes, is there going to, is there going to be a far greater emphasis certainly for the next 12 months, but possibly even longer than that, a far greater emphasis of meetings in smaller groups. Now, this may be in life groups that are already up and running, and we've got some great life groups. I've so enjoyed getting around and and meeting our life groups on Zoom over the last couple of weeks, and I know I've got a few more to go. Uh, If your life group hasn't yet reached out to me and would like to meet with me, I would love to come and be a part of your time together and meet with you. Life groups is part of it, but, but, but it's not just life groups. There's going to be smaller groups popping up all over the place. The prayer group is one of them, but there'll be others too. And there'll be more information about this in the days ahead as well. But it's this idea that even going into next year, there still well may be, and more than likely will be, especially in the first half of the year, some degree of restriction in terms of what we can do in the larger gathering space. And so there's going to be a greater emphasis on the smaller gathering. And this is really important. One of the things our Premier Daniel Andrews recently said when he was talking about vaccination was that uh, we're going to have an economy for the vaccinated. And there was something within me that I, I didn't love the comment, actually. And I think I was looking at it through the lens of being a pastor and the lens of of wanting to lead a church that is welcoming to all people, regardless of their beliefs, regardless of their understandings, regardless of areas where there might be disagreement or whatever. But but, but I, I just want us as a church to be a place of welcome, a place of embrace. So, so this is going to be a challenge for us as a church, I believe with some of the regulations that will be put upon us. But, but I want to say publicly, and I want to make a commitment, that we want to be a church where people are our priority. We're not going to have a church that has layers or tears. We want to be a church where all people can be welcomed and embraced. Some of the restrictions... Some of the rules may mean that not everyone can be meeting in the same place at the same time. But our commitment is that people are our priority. So prayer is our platform. Proclamation is our purpose. And people are our priority. Now just after Genesis chapter 2, we get to Genesis chapter 3. And we have this rather tragic story, actually, where we see the fall of humanity. We see this fracturing in relationship with God. And, and there's this really sad verse, actually, in Genesis chapter 3, and, and it's verse 8 and 9. And this is what it says. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to them. Where are you? I think that's a question that's echoed throughout the millennia. It's the question God asks here where in his shame man had to hide from God. He's saying, where are you? But it's a question that was asked throughout the history of the Old Testament. It's a question that was asked on the cross. It was a question that's asked in the form of the empty tomb. It's a question that's asked on that first day of the church, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came. It's a question that's been asked through the history of the church, and it's a question that's asked of us today. 
Lord God says, where are you? Would you like to partner with me? Where prayer is the platform, proclamation is the purpose and people are the priority. God is asking that question of us as a church today. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this relationship series. We thank you that we can uh, get into your word and, and look at how it applies to all different areas of our lives, including relationships. And, and we finish off today recognising that first and foremost, we are created to be in relationship with you. And so we respond to you today. And we say to you, as you ask that question of us, we say, here we are, ready, available and willing for your plans and your purposes to unfold in our lives individually and also in the life of our church at New Peninsula Baptist Church in the days ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us this morning. We look forward to coming together again as we start our Colossians series next week. God bless.